They were called in their time, in their day, to stand up and fight. Just as we're called in our day to stand up and fight, we're called. And I've mentioned calling a few times in the last few weeks, so I thought today we'd just look a little bit into calling, look into what the Bible says around calling. See, I'm not sure how much any of us really understand what it means to be called by God. What does it mean? So this morning, I just want to have a quick look at that. And to put the passage that we're going to look at together into context, I just want to say to you a few things, because we're looking at Ephesians 4. So if you've got a Bible and you want to open it to Ephesians 4, but to put it into a little bit of context, Paul's talking to them from his prison cell. He's talking to the church of Ephesus. See, and he's explaining to this church in Ephesus about the grace of God, the grace that God has been showing to them, and to get them to understand who Jesus is and why Jesus came. See, he told them that this isn't just for Jewish people anymore. This is for the world. This is for everyone. Everybody's been invited into this conversation around God, around who Jesus is, See, he even prayed for them that Christ might dwell in their hearts, that Jesus will dwell in their hearts, and that they might have the power to grasp the love of God in their hearts, and that God can do immeasurably more than they can ask or imagine by the power of God that works inside of them. So he's telling them these things, and then he just turns around at the start of chapter 4, and he says this, as a prisoner... For the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. See, he's reminding them that we're all, they're all in this together. See, if you just want to live your life any old way you want, that's okay. You just do that. But the thing is, you're depriving the body of God. You're depriving God of that relationship that he can have with you. And then not only that, that you can pass on to others, that you can give to others. See, imagine how sick our bodies would get if the kidneys decided, I don't want to be a kidney anymore. I don't want to function like a kidney. You wouldn't last too long if the kidneys stopped working in your body. If they didn't want to do the job that they were created to do, and that is how some of you view yourselves. You're like, what good can I do? Whenever God didn't make you to be like other people, you're comparing yourselves to others with different gifts and abilities, and you're saying, well, what good am I? What good can I do? Don't you realize the mistakes I've made? Don't you realize this, that, or about me? Don't you see how ugly my life is? Or how, you know, whatever excuse you want to make. That's what we do sometimes with God. That's what we do. And sometimes we just even become lazy about doing the right thing, that we just sort of let stuff go that we know is not right. But what did God say? God said that he knit you together in your mother's womb. He created you. He dreams dreams for you. He placed gifts and abilities inside of you. This is all plain, simple teaching from the Bible. But most of you don't want to believe that about yourself. You struggle to believe the good that God has placed in you, the gifts that God has placed on your lives. And then not only that, sometimes we become so busy being busy that we're not being busy about what we need to be busy about. We just get lost in the busyness of life. And that, it was good at the start of lockdown because we were able to stop the busyness and we were able to actually spend some time just sort of being us 
We took. We, we haven't filled our days with things to do. We hadn't filled our days with things to try and um, try and do and try and escape from what God's placed inside of us. See, sometimes we allow years of just doing things the way we do things to then define our lives and define who we are. And instead of getting our identity from God and then the things that we do become an extension of our identity in God. See, you and I and everybody has the potential of doing amazing things for God, but only if we stay connected to the source. Only if we do live a life worthy of the calling we've received. So are you living a life worthy? Am I living a life worthy? This is the questions that we need to address in our lives. Or do we step up when God provides us with an opportunity to bless someone, to act in faith and pray for somebody, to use the gifts that God's given us, the abilities that God's given us to actually make a difference in this world? If you don't know what gifts you've got, ask some people close to you. And I'm sure they'll be able to tell you. So even if you can't see, I'm sure you, they'll be able to tell you. You see, this is the challenge that we face. See, we normally f- focus the word calling and stuff like that on younger people, don't we? We normally think of, oh, that young person, they have such a great call in their life, they have such a great um, you know, uh, you know, potential and ability. You know, you start thinking about a young person when you use words like that. You don't think about your own life. No matter what phase of life you're in, you always think of others. But today I want to encourage you, think about your potential, what God's placed in your life, the abilities God's given you. There's breath in your lungs, so therefore God's still got work for you to do. See, no matter what age you are, you have the potential every day to live for God or not. See, every day we have the choice of being living sacrifices, of giving ourselves to God, of staying in that place and wanting to honor God with what he has given us. Or sometimes we just take back control. Sometimes we try and make our own choices and we stop honoring God the way we were meant to. If you look at verse, uh, the verse two, it says, but, or sorry, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, through all and in all. So are we completely humble with our lives? Are we completely humble in the way we live? If we're not being humble, what's the opposite of humility? Pride. We're being prideful. And pride comes before a fall. So be prepared to fall in your life if you're prideful about anything. We've got to be gentle. We've got to be patient. We've got to bear with one another in love. We've got to make every effort to keep the unity of love through the bond of peace. So are we living our lives in that way? Are we humble enough to see what God does and what God's doing? See, I loved the st- at the start of lockdown how all of us seemed to come alive. The first lockdown, all of us seemed to come alive by encouraging each other and contacting each other and blessing each other. And I know some of the novelty of that has wore off. But I want to encourage you 
to step up again. I want to encourage you to step into that calling again because we can all be an encouragement to each other. We can all be humble enough to, to actually notice each other and encourage each other and bless each other. See, I've seen your faith and your encouragement flowing and I just want to encourage you to step into that again. We need to make sure that nobody's isolated, especially as we now have entered this second lockdown phase because there might even be more lockdown phases in the future. But during not just these times, but all times, we need to always remember to step in and engage with what God is doing. See, it's not just the job of one of us or two of us. It's the job of every single one of you. And if anybody gets lost by the wayside, that falls on your shoulders and that falls on my shoulders. It falls on all of our shoulders for us to encourage one another, for us to bless one another, for us to be united in love through the bond of peace. If you're sitting thinking, well, no one's done this for me, no one's done that for me, who have you done it for? It's, not, it's a two-way street. It's not just one person's job. It's not just my job. It's not just any other individual's job within the church to take this responsibility. It's all of our responsibility to look after all of each other and bless each other in the name of Jesus. If you want your life to make a difference, then make the difference with your life. Yes, we won't always get it right. And I hold my hands up and say, I know, I don't always get it right. I'm sure you can do the exact same thing. But we need to acknowledge our downfalls and allow the Spirit of God to flow through us and allow our lives to thrive. I loved how many people joined us in prayer at the start of the first lockdown. And it's sad and, and discouraging that sometimes that we don't have the same numbers. And we know a prayer meeting isn't about numbers. It's about the heart that we're able to come with. It's about the, the striving that we're able to do. And I know a lot of you pray personally, but the prayer meeting and praying corporately is just one click away for most of you. So why won't you do it? What's stopping you on a Monday evening joining us in prayer? I don't want to harp on about attending meetings, but at the same time, you know what? The power that we get as a church comes from the prayer meeting. It comes from the powerhouse of prayer. So what's more important on a Monday night than actually giving us as the body of God power in our lives? What priorities has overtaken attending our prayer meeting? And I mean this in a challenging way. If it's the time is the issue, please let us know and we can make and provide a different time that we can connect together. At the end of the day, where two or three are gathered, God's there in the middle. We know numbers is not the thing, but the heart behind it is the thing. And I just want to encourage you to still not lose heart. Don't lose heart in these days. It's not good for you just to pray alone all the time, but sometimes it's good to bond together with brothers and sisters and allow your hearts to be united as you cry and call down that God's heaven will come to earth. We prayed that in the Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And that's what you do in a prayer meeting. You come with, yes, your own thoughts and ideas, but then God steps into the room. God steps into that moment and God allows his kingdom to come and his will be done. That's why we pray together. That's why we give each other the life that God has placed in us. We live the life worthy of the calling we've received. And we connect with our brothers and sisters. We live to the potential God's placed in us. See, I want every one of you to connect with the fullness of the potential that God has placed in you. 
And you can only do this by coming to God and allowing the fire of God to catch your heart, for allowing yourself to be set on fire for him. You've got to allow his peace that passes all understanding to come and be with you in the midst of any storm that comes your way. I know a young man back in Northern Ireland who just last week his sister committed suicide. It was a really drastic time. And this is a post that he put in Facebook just a couple of days after. He said, you know how the Bible talks about the peace that passes all understanding? I'm experiencing that right now. I really do feel like God is carrying me. See, in the midst of the storm and in the midst of that, he just knows who God is. He knows the reality of God in his life. He knows the reality of what God's called him to do. Even in the midst of the most traumatic circumstances, and our prayers go out to him. See, he is allowing God to take him through that situation. God doesn't take us out of storms in our life, but he takes us through them. You see, this man I know is choosing to walk close to God this time. He's choosing to reach out to all those around him and make sure they're okay. He's choosing to use that pain and frustration to walk closer and to live a life worthy. As an individual, do you make that your calling? See, we're all one church. We're all part of the same church. We're all part of the same body. The passage does tell us that. It says there's one body, one spirit. Just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. See, all who believe in God, all who believe in the finished work of Jesus are one. Even though we meet in different locations and have different expressions of our faith, we are all one. So in other words, if one member of our body's hurting, our body hurts. All of us hurt. If one succeeds, then we all succeed. That's why we need to address the calling that God's placed in our life and allow us to walk in the potential we have. When we're connected to God, and we're, we also then connect to each other, We've got to help build up the church that God gave us. We've got to help build up the people around us. Why do we do this? Well, from verse 11, it tells us. So Christ gave, or sorry, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. See, this enables all of us to live a strong life. This enables all of us to live in the calling God's placed in our life. If we acknowledge the gifts God's given us, the abilities God's given us, and we serve people with our lives, now, we do have giftings within the church, different people who have these sort of giftings, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. So if God has given you these abilities, I encourage you, walk in them. Walk in the calling that God has given you. Walk in the way that he equipped you. See, some of you have the gift of evangelism, but you never open your mouth and share the message of God with anyone. Some of you have the gifts of teaching, you can teach the truths that are in the Bible, but you never share the knowledge that God's given you. 
Some of you are prophets, but you never prophesy. Some of you are pastoral, but you don't let people engage with you because you've been burnt before and the love that's in your heart, you've been hurt and scarred before in the past. See, some of you are called to spiritually lead many people like an apostle, but you step away from that calling due to the fear, due to the fear of people seeing maybe something in you that you don't like about yourself. See, as you serve in the church in your giftings and ability, you obviously automatically, whenever you're serving in those abilities, you release others to do the same. And then the whole body gets strengthened and built up. We become united together and we become stronger. The same as if, if you work a body out physically, then you become a stronger person. And then not only that, we grow up and then become mature in how we apply the truths that we learn together. We become mature. See, it's time for us to actually grow up in our faith. Some of us have been the same spiritual age for a long time. Some of us have only taken an initial step of faith in God, and we've never stepped beyond that into the deeper relationship, into the deeper calling. If you want to look at it from a, like a baby's point of view, you're still on spiritual milk. You haven't actually stepped into solid foods, and you've never experienced what meat tastes like or the equivalent if you're a non-meat eater. See, for all of us to live in our potential, we have to be equipping one another and equipping the whole church to become healthy. See, sometimes we rely too heavily on certain individuals and then whenever they either leave or, or pass on, they leave a massive hole. And that is a big thing. And we can easily see that with obviously some of the, the gaps of people who have stepped out of our own church and stuff as they follow God's calling. But we must never rely too heavily on any individual, no matter who they are, from the pastor right down to, um, to, the, to, the latest, to the babies. We never rely on anybody too heavily for that. But we are a body that works together in unity. And this unity allows us to grow in our knowledge of Jesus. It talks about the fullness, doesn't it? And I don't know about you, but I want to be become, I want to know the fullness of God in my life. It says, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. I want to know about that in my life and yours. And you see, this knowledge allows us to become mature. And as we develop in our service of God, as we develop in the service of who God made us to be, and as part of the body we thrive, then we um, gain the knowledge as a body and we all step into the whole measure of the fullness. In other words, as you live your life and mature in your walk and faith in God, you get to see the reality of the impact. Someone living in the fullness of God you can see that who God created them to be and who he created them to be in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is why living to God's calling is so important. We don't just believe in God and that's it. We don't just believe in the finished work of Jesus and that's it. That's the first step on a long journey. We grow up in our faith. We step in in belief. We step out in faith. We start becoming followers of God. Wherever God's going, we follow what is it Jesus said, Wherever the, whatever I see the Father doing, I do. We don't stay spiritually infantile. See, now we are challenged to step up into maturity. 
and not just believe anything that happens around us, but we follow the biblical truths and the evidence within the Bible of a difference a life can make, a difference a life can make when it's filled. See, verse 15 tells us this. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. See, the responsibility is on us to do our work, to do what God's given us to do, the good works that God's planned in advance for us to do. The Bible teaches us that that is what God has done. There's stuff for you to do. So if you feel like you're useless and you, um, you don't know what God's got to do, ask him what you need to do. God's got work planned for you to do. If there's breath in your lungs, there's work for you to do. There's stuff you can do to honor God. And that might be simply being the powerhouse and praying behind closed doors, or it could be actually speaking to your neighbor and teaching them about Jesus. It could be uh, laying hands on sick and seeing them healed in Jesus' name. It could be anything, but you won't know if you don't ask. That's why I ask all of us to step into the calling we've received from God. I just want you to be encouraged and challenged by this message. This is a moment for all of us to step in so that all of us as a body of believers, so that all of us as the, the wider church in this area, and then beyond that, England, and beyond that, Europe, beyond that, the world, all of us as a body work together to honor God so that we all may be strengthened in love. Let's just pray together. God, we thank you for what you are doing. We thank you for what you have done in our life. We thank you that all are called so God, if we haven't taken that initial step of faith in you, I just pray for anybody who's watching this right now who hasn't taken an initial step of faith, I pray that you'll give them the courage to take that step, to choose to follow you today and every day from now on. God, for those who have maybe took the step of faith but never really took any steps beyond that, I pray that you give them the strength to stand and start walking, to start following your calling and leading as they honor you with the abilities and the gifts that you've given them. God, for those who have maybe got sidetracked on their journeys and just got disillusioned and are disheartened and just struggling with the storms of life and with the way things are and with lockdowns and with depression and with any other things that may come in and cloud our paths and cloud our vision of who you made us to be. God, I pray for your freedom and for your release just to fall in their life right now in the name of Jesus that they will be healed of anything that will just come in that in the way, come in their path, that they will walk in the freedom of Christ and the freedom that Christ freely gives. And I pray that your spirit will be at work in their lives because we cling to the promise that where the spirit of God is, there is freedom. That's why we claim your spirit in their life moving right now so that they can be free. God, may all of us work together to honor you. May all of us work together to strengthen your body. And may all of us do the works and the good things that you have planned for us to do. God, may we just live our lives in a healthy way that honors you. And as we choose to give our lives every day, may we just sacrifice ourselves more and more. 
Thank you, Lord. Amen.